How's it going? Okay, so if you're hearing this, you're probably like, what's going on? Why are you talking to me like this? Uh, well, so we, we, we went through a rebrand. We originally were, speaking of which, we're now Drunken Book Club. But I wanted to keep old episodes alive. So here are the episodes before the main update to Drunken Book Club. These are, you know, episodes that we did on a bunch of different books before we rebranded to Drunken Book Club. I keep referring to us as Drunken Book Club, but also reference speaking of which, which is the old podcast. So there we are. Also, our new socials for this are at DBC underscore pod for Twitter. And our Patreon is patreon.com slash Drunken Book Club. Definitely recommend checking it out. It's only a dollar a month, and you can tell us what books to read. All right, well, that's it. You guys enjoy the episode. Bye-bye. Have you ever thought to yourself, hey, these guys should talk about this book on Drunken Book Club? Or even, hey, I want to hear them gush about this on Rubles Rupees. Well, guess what? We'll listen to you if you pitch in a dollar on our Patreon. That's right, for one dollar, we'll listen to you. And along with that dollar, you know what else you get? You get access to all the bonus episodes that I put out every single week, including the backlogs, and early access to all our podcasts and videos, and everything else that I put up on there. So for a dollar, I think it's pretty much worth it. But you be the judge. Check it out. It's at patreon.com slash speaking of which. Thank you and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to Drunken Book Club. I'm your idiot of a child host who can't stop putting a gay pig inside a goddamn bag. Christopher the Root Bull joined with... The bitch sister, Sam. Bitch Putin. <laughs> and hey, we read a book. We actually finally did a poll on the Twitter, the SOW underscore podcast Twitter page. We did a poll of what book to read, and the choices were the first Bionicle book in like the series. I think it's like called The Mystery of Makatoya or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's down there. I don't fucking care. Uh, the, the first book in the Magic Treehouse series, uh, Don... Dawn of Dinosaurs or some Dinosaurs shit. Before Dinosaurs Before Dawn. Dinosaurs Before Dawn. And Godzilla Ate My Homework, which was written by the author of the... Um, what's it called? One of the two authors behind the X Doesn't Do Y series. You know, the kids children. gawking at... Children gawking at gay people series, as we like to call it. Yes. And uh, you guys chose Godzilla Ate My Homework, which... God damn it. <laughs> The one thing I will say yeah. is, like, after some of the horror stuff and, like, the heavier stuff, yeah, it was in some ways very nice to have such a light, fluffy read. It, it, it is definitely better than, like, I mean, not better than, but, like, it's nice to have something that isn't Animorphs body horror and, like, drama or a creature feature or, like, one of the Goosebumps or any of the other ones yeah. that we read, the Bone Chillers that we read that have, like, kind of creepy, kind of gross kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm not going to, like, defend it past that, but that's the one thing I will say, is it was, like, a nice, easy read. Yeah. I was Because, yeah, it was only 86 pages? It 80? was 60... 64 pages. Yeah. Holy shit, this book was fucking short. Like, oh my god, I finished it so fast. And I had to do my notes. Uh, but we are doing Drunken Book Club, so we have to talk about what we pre-gamed on, as we always do. I, as always, pre-gamed on quite a bit of stuff. I had two shooters... I had a 99 Apples, one of my favorites, a little shooter of that, and a shooter of uh, peanut butter whiskey, oh, screwball. screwball, the one with the with the sheep on it, it's adorable, I like it more than the peanut butter whiskey I got, 
So maybe next time when we get more people. I may get I may get the screwball one. It was very good. Uh, then I had a uh, a Crown Royal. Yes. Yeah. yeah, Crown Royal pre-made whiskey and coke. Pretty good. Pretty decent. Uh, and now I'm current. Me and Sam are actually both nursing uh, the drink that's going with this episode. A Belching Beaver Brewery original, Viva La Beaver, a Mexican chocolate peanut butter stout. It's pretty decent. It's a good chocolate stout. Yeah, it's a pretty decent stout. I've, I've been enjoying stouts more recently. Uh, Sam, what'd you pre-game on? I pre-gamed on vanilla vodka mixed with my Dr. Pepper and a straight shot of watermelon vodka. What brand? Smirnoff. Uh, Smirnoff. Smirnoff yeah. for both of them. Yeah. And then I, I'm on to this one now. Yeah, the Viva La Beaver. I was about to say, is this a local one? I don't think it's local. Okay, because I thought I it was on it's... a local area. Because we went to BevMo today. I'm just saying, because sometimes I'll be like... Made in Made... Arizona. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say no, then. If it if you can't find it immediately. Brewed and canned by Belching Beaver in California. Ah. So. They're, they might be an independent... They're part of the Independent Craft Brewers Association, so... That's cool, I They guess. might be like an independent slash kind of small. They're like... from a place called Damn Good Time. <laughs> I mean, why not for a beaver? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, I'm, I enjoyed buying drinks. I don't know about you, but yeah. That's what I was My Crown Royal was surprisingly really good. Like, it was a little strong on the whiskey taste. Like, not enough cola, but I mean, hey, 70%, uh, 7% uh, kind of in a beer can kind of thing. Yeah. I'm not going to complain about that much alcohol content. You took a whiskey drink, I took a vodka drink. You took a lager drink, you took a cider drink. <laughs> now I have to uh, add that song to the playlist. <laughs> Which I don't mind. I like adding songs to the playlist. If you don't know what playlist I'm talking about, I'm referring to the Speaking of Which playlist that is free to listen to on Spotify. If you look up Speaking of Which and playlist and music under playlist, you'll find it. I share it on the uh, on the Twitter page every now and then. I, whenever we reference a song or I put a song in from this, uh, from the episode... I will, it'll usually be in there. So, I really need to go back and listen to, like, the first, like, 200 episodes. And kind of discover, you know, whenever there's a song reference, I need to put it in there. Because I, I, there's only, like, one episode I know for sure, for sure, like, early on, that has, like, music references that I didn't, you know, add music. Because I didn't start doing that until, like, last year. Uh, But, you know, we referenced music that we listened to on Halloween, and I need to add those musics. I'll add those to, you know what, during the Halloween season, during Spooking of Witch. Woo. Also, if you want to be able to choose what books we're going to read, yes, we'll have polls on our Patreon, but I think I'm going to start po- doing polls on our Twitter as well, at SOW underscore podcast. So if you want to help us choose what books we're going to read, they go on for a week. But if you're part of our Patreon, you get two votes. Yeah. That's just going to be my real role right there. Like, one one vote on Patreon equals two votes on Twitter. Or if you're voting on both, you, you that's where your two votes go. <laughs> you, I'll, I'll know. I will know if you're following us on both. I will find you, and I will see your votes. America. <laughs> okay, so let's get get on to the cover of this book. Uh, Sam, what do you think of this this book cover? I, I feel like the proportions are off, but I can't describe how. This is what I wrote. This is one boring ass cover, if you ask me. It's a little boy who looks like a rejected Brady Bunch cousin gawking at what I believe is a guinea pig with a cowlick that is eating his homework in the emptiness of space. (laughs) 
Yeah. You know what I realized what throws me off? Huh? The guinea pigs ought to tie legs. Yeah. Guinea pigs never do that. Yeah, guinea pigs don't do that normally. I was going to say, that's a hamster and occasional rat thing. And gerbil. And gerbil. Gerbils. But it's not a guinea pig thing. It is not a guinea pig. Yeah, guinea pigs don't do the hind leg thing. Yeah, no. I was going to say, I don't like, think they're physically able to. I was going to say, like, if you look at, like, guinea pig cages, they're technically smaller than rat cages. Yeah. Because they don't, like... Because they don't need, like, they, the climbing they can't stuff. Climb. and They're kind of lame. Yeah, I was going to say, I remember, They're kind of like, gimpy. Cracked wrote an article, I think, of, like, pets that wouldn't mind your mental breakdowns. <laughs> I and remember, gu- remember that, yeah. And guinea pigs was on the list. because they Beta just fish them. were on there, guinea pigs. I'm wondering what the other ones were. We'll look it up later. Yeah, that one. But I just remember guinea pigs, because they were like, they don't give a fuck. They really don't. They're pretty they're, fucking lame. They can't really climb that much. They're not really that, like, they're oh. not... That's I wonder smart. if Madagascar hissing cockroach would be on there, because <laughs> it's pretty easy to take care of one. So it's like, just give it some kind of fruit or vegetable every now and then, or and every moisturize week. moisturize it if it's dry. Yeah. Moisturize me, please. I'm so dry. This is that one Doctor Who episode. Uh, Which, I, I don't watch Doctor Who. It's the one where it's like the end of the world, and it's also one of my, like, It's the end of the, the world, world as we know it. it, and I feel fine. But it also has a... They're like, let us listen to classical music and it plays Britney Spears' Toxic. I remember that one. On a record player. What'd that have to do with being dry? Because the late, like the last human, or like mostly human, yeah. was just like a stretched out piece of skin on like a giant like hanger thing. Okay. And she'd say, moisturize me. Oh, okay. So, that's what I always think of. You know what I always think of with Doctor Who, modern Doctor Who at least? Uh, how they made uh, the TARDIS into a female that... It, that every, like, fucking fanboy would be like, I want to fuck her. Yeah, like, so, like, she's a Helena Bottom Carter, like, rip-off character. I was gonna say, luckily, like, that one that I'm referencing yeah. is Ninth Doctor. Okay, so it's like... But, uh, yeah, it's new, it's, but it's not like... It's not super new. It's like the Revival series. Yeah, it's before Moffat got his hands on it too yeah. much. Yeah, That's like, he, uh, no, no, no more Doctor Poo-Poo. He's good at one-shots, but he can't hold yeah, a whole no. season on his own. No... Fucking stop it. Dr. I know he's already stopped it, but... Dr. Pooh. Okay, chapter one. The Perfect Pet. Yes, each chapter has a name, and I will be revealing the name of each chapter. Parker, our main character, is in the kitchen begging his mother for a pet guinea pig by batting his eyelashes like a sissy. She's busy with bills because parents be banging bi- them bills. Then his older middle school-aged sister, Margaret, walks in and asks, You are not letting Parker get a rat, are you? Parker sticks his tongue out at her, and the phone rings, and she gets it. This has nothing to do with the plot, but it's there, and I mentioned it. I, I think it has to do with the plot in the sense of she's obsessed with co- talking on the phone. Because she's in the middle school. And that's what... Mom the- then brings up Parker's previous pets, two large goldfish named Glip and Glop. Parker says all they did was swim in circles, and they still made a huge mess. So he cleaned it with soap, thinking he would help them with the scum. But he claims to know better now and is far more responsible and older. I would say in like... He is two years older. I would say in his defense... Yeah. He should not have been left in charge of caring for goldfish at age five. Yeah, five is not like, an age. You should not, like... You know when... when it's it, one of those, like, it's time to feed the fish. Like, I'll kid. say second grade is a great time to give a kid a pet. Like a yeah. small pet. Like a goldfish or... Like a goldfish or a guinea pig even. Yeah. yeah so I'm as not... As long as you're not a fucking not, idiot. Yeah, as long as I'm not a fucking idiot. Parker then pulls out the ultimate weapon of explaining how he's the only kid without a pit in the second grade. Mom pulls the money card and Parker pulls out a bunch of bills and says he has more than enough for a guinea pig. She buckles down on the pressure and then says 
that he'll have to ask his father. And uh, here's a new segment of the podcast. Uh, it won't happen too often, depending on what book we're reading. But this one has a this every chapter has a picture, and I described the picture. So here we go. Here's the description of the picture. The picture that is shown is an interesting one. It features a thinner mom from Clarence talking to Ferguson from Clarissa Explains It All while a generic 90s teen girl on the is on the phone and looks at them pissed off because no one understands her. That is the picture on chapter one. You're not wrong. Yes. I mean, hey, my, 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 uh, my uh, uh, perception skills are pretty high because they go, <laughs> chapter two, Godzilla! Uh, Parker is taken to the Wagging Tail Pet Store. That's a pretty lame pet store name. I'm just going to say it because not, yeah. uh, not all animals wa- have tails to wag or need to wag tails. Including guinea pigs. Yes. Uh, uh, he's taken to the store by his dad. And before they can even cross the threshold, dad asks, are you sure you want to do this, Parker? Like if he was about to spend his money on a cheap hooker. <laughs> Parker thinks that's a dumb question and says he's ready and says it. It's so it doesn't sound like he thinks his dad is the dumbest man on earth. What a kid. His dad reminds him of the goldfish from when he was five. And Parker says he's older and wiser now. So what, he's like two to three years older now? Uh, Before his dad can say anything else, Parker dashes into the store and towards the back where all the cages are and and skips past the birds, the hamsters, and gerbils. Then he sees the guinea pigs. His dad says the white one looks cute, but Parker thinks it looks too much like cotton. Then his dad asks about the brown one, but Parker is distracted by the one that won't stop fidgeting and running around like it's hopped up on meth. (laughs) And also has hair that sticks up like a meth-up rock star. He wants that one, and he tells his dad so, and he wants to name it Godzilla. His dad repeats the name as his voice cracks a little. A pet store worker grabs the pet, and they already have the old aquarium. Uh, let's hold up. Yeah, they already have an old aquarium. Complete with dead fish carcass. <laughs> but they buy uh, cedar chips, food, and a water bottle. As soon as they're in the car, Parker takes Godzilla out of the box, and the guinea pig inspects the boy and makes little churring noises at him. He thinks that Godzilla and him are going to be best friends. And the picture in this chapter is of Ferguson, is this Ferguson-looking little motherfucker looking at a guinea pig with a cowlick showing the boy his lack of balls. <laughs> Huge lack of balls. Chapter 3. Too late. Uh, As soon as he got home, he showed off Godzilla to his mom and Margaret, who did not care for the rodent and decided to head to a friend's house because her friend doesn't have a little brother to bug her. Parker thinks he should train Godzilla to chase Margaret. He then wants to take Godzilla next door to show off to his best friend, Cinda. Cinda. Cindy. Cinda. Who he claims isn't like other girls and likes boy things no she, comment on this child's future she can recite monty <laughs> yeah she can recite monty python eh? yeah see all i can think of is the stupid round one thing of this sh- round one or ready player one <laughs> Shut up. the ready player one of the she's not like other girls she can recite the phone monty. rings and it's a boy asking for margaret perker takes his name and number and puts it away Godzilla likes being held, but after a while he gets squirmy, so Parker needs to put, or needs to find something to carry him in. What happened to the box he got him? Yeah. I, I, I mean, that's a perfect way to carry around the guinea pig. I'm also like, maybe invest in one of those little plastic boxes, or mm-hmm. yep. I had a nice little carrying thing for the rats. Yeah. He decides to put him in his backpack, 
So he smashes the papers to the bottom, and before he can put Godzilla from what, from where he put him down, Godzilla's cobbling the paper with the phone number and name of the boy who just called. See, all I can think of with like the smashing the papers down mm-hmm. is if they're not chewed, they're gonna be urine soaked. Oh yes, because I remember what it was like to have rats. Guinea pigs don't pee as much. Yeah, but still, like they pee, but not as much. There's gonna be poop and urine on it either yes, way. Yes, yes, there is. And it might, like, still piss itself in fear as it gets getting jostled around in a bag. Yes. Parker swallows hard and knows Margaret will get him back for this. He puts Godzilla in his backpack and leaves it zipped open a little for air because he's a super responsible pet owner and heads over to Cindy's. The picture on this page is beautiful. On this chapter is beautiful. It has Parker looking like a 50-year-old man smacking his forehead in disbelief as a poorly perspectivized guinea pig chomps on the message. It is literally a huge goddamn guinea pig. (laughs) They cannot decide on the size of this goddamn guinea pig. It seriously is Godzilla in the size of it. It's more like Gamera. It doesn't fucking know when to stop shrinking and growing and crap. It's like I'm whatever size I want to be, bitch. Pretty much. Chapter 4. The Homework Law. Cindy loves Godzilla and thinks he's more fun than her boring ant farm. Ant farms suck. They they really do suck. Like, the only thing that was kind of cool was uh, in a high school. Yeah. One of my science teachers had, like, the honey ants, so it, like, had that, like... See, those are cool. But... They got they got badunk dunks. Yeah, I was gonna say. Like, had this huge ass, basically. Yeah. <laughs> they play with the guinea pig for the weekend, and when Monday comes, Parker feels sad about leaving Godzilla at home. In class, Parker has a hard time paying attention paying attention when his t- when his teacher, Mr. Morris, tries to get his attention. Mr. Morris asks for Parker's spelling homework. And Parker explains the homework law his mom has, where as soon as he gets home, he has to do his homework, and when it's done, he has to put it in his bag so he doesn't forget it. Honestly, like, relatable. That, 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 yeah, I was about to say, my parents made me do the same thing, but still, I ended up forgetting homework every now and then, getting detention. Same. Yes. He goes to the back of the room to his backpack and reaches in and finds an old math test that he got a C on and a note Cindy had given him last week. And then he finally finds his homework. Well, some of it. Just his name and three sentences. With a small voice, he tells the teacher the truth. Godzilla ate my homework. The teacher says that's the first time he's ever heard that excuse before and Parker is punished with no recess. And uh, the picture on this chapter has this Ferguson-looking motherfucker with the Ian homework and a pissed-off Mr. Rogers-looking son-of-a-bitch looking disappointed at him. Chapter 5. This is... Oh, wow. I, did. I feel like... Oh, wait. You know what I realized? The one thing with hmm. this book... And I, I can come back to it later because it's kind of like near the end. It's up to you. It doesn't really matter. So you want to bring it up later? You're going to forget. Say I'll, it now. Let's bring it up now. Is that, like, wouldn't... I'm just thinking, like, as a teacher, if, like, it's a concern that the pet is eating the homework, mm-hmm. wouldn't you call the parents, like... I would call the parents day one? day one. That's what I'm thinking. Like, why did he wait, like, a week and a half for the kid to start failing and then be like, guess I should call the parents? Because not all teachers are good. Mr. Norris sucks. <laughs> okay, so. Chapter five. A good friend. Cindy and Parker walk home from school. Cindy wants to hang out, but Parker has chores to do and complains about how Cindy doesn't have chores. And this comes to my first question. Honest question here. Did you have to do chores after school? So, in elementary school? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Because I had the after school program, so. That's yeah, true. And then in middle school, it was usually like the take the chicken out or that kind of <laughs> like. Out, yeah. That kind of thing of like. Okay. Not really much, but like little stuff. 
Yeah, most of my chores were done on the weekend. Yeah. Because it was like sweep the porch, grab the dog shit, that kind of thing. Mine was like wipe the floor, like sweep the floors. Yeah. And uh, I would have to, what's it called, uh, help my brother with the dishes every now and then. Like, I would have to do the drying part. Yeah. Kind of thing. But, yeah, there was no weekly chores. I didn't have, or, no, there were weekly chores, no daily chores. Yeah, it wasn't a you had to do every day. It was like a, like, I had laundry on the weekends. Yeah. And I'd have to, like, help my dad with the dishes, like, at night, but not, like. Yeah, nothing crazy. Yeah, that's what I figured, but, yeah. I was about to say, my mom did my laundry for a very long time. I think it was, like, near, like, middle school when I started to do my laundry. Uh, high school. High school is when I started doing my laundry. Yeah, I didn't start doing my laundry until, uh, I think my sophomore year. My mom is a saint for not making me do it sooner. I think she just didn't care. <laughs> yeah. It was all getting done. Might as well just... Pretty much. Like, as long as I put it all inside a basket, inside my basket, it would get washed. If it wasn't in the basket, it wouldn't get washed. So, yeah. fair game on that. Parker gets home and takes Godzilla out of the aquarium. Godzilla seems happy to see him. Parker starts his science homework and Godzilla tries nibbling on it, but Parker doesn't let him. He finishes it up and puts it away and starts on the bathroom. He wipes the counter down and, God and Godzilla nibbles on the tissue box. He then gets the newspapers ready to take out when Margaret gets home. And she's angry like a bitch she be. She demands to know where that rug rat is because she's going to kill him. Like an angry woman. She's not talking about Godzilla, but about Parker. Margaret was seething. When Dad asked what the commotion was about, she says Parker didn't give her a phone message. The one that Godzilla ate. Parker admits that Godzilla ate it and she gets mad, but Dad calms the situation by asking if, if anyone is bleeding or dying, so it's not the end of the world. And personally, I don't know about you, Sam, I think... I think that's a really good way to kind of calm the situation. Like, like go ahead, go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna kind of just piggyback off of that. Of like, in some ways, yeah, because it's not like he like murders his her like. Yeah, like I'm or... saying for like kids and teenagers. Like yeah. I feel like for a teen, especially a teenager. Like I think it in some ways it'd be good to validate the feelings, and I think Dad did, if I remember correctly, that he was like, you... "Yeah, Parker fucked up." Yeah, and I get why you're upset, mm -hmm. but you don't need. It's to... It's not the end of the world. You don't need to like murder your brother. Mm-hmm. Because, like, it's not like he did anything It's horrible. a good way of de-escalating. Yeah. Like, I, I was actually kind of impressed with this book's de-escalation. Yeah, of like... Like, like yeah. I, I know a kid's not gonna look at that and be like, Oh, I'm gonna learn something from this. They're gonna be like, Huh, give me piggy homework. Kids are stupid. Yes. I'm stupid. But it's also, again, kind of learning of that, like... But I think in some ways kids would pick up, even if not necessarily, like... <laughs> no, no, no. A no. kid eat reading this book... I'm saying, like, not in, like, a deep way. Yeah. But in kind of that thought of, like, I'm not dying. No blood. No kid is going to pick that up if they read this book. Like, even in the back of their head, though, because sometimes that, like, sticks weirdly. Guinea pig funny. Just saying. Who's Godzilla? This book's fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, Dad tells Parker to keep Godzilla away from the messages, and Parker agrees. Dad goes back to working on people's taxes, and Parker takes the newspapers out, but, but not before Godzilla can chew the shit out of it. Perker tells his dad he's going to send out the bills for them and then head over to Cindy's place. I would never trust my kid with sending the fucking bills. Yeah, I, I was I'm, never I'm gonna trusted that with front. that. And I, it's not one of those, why didn't I get trusted? I'm like, no, I totally get it. Yeah, no. That, my dumb ass would have, like, drawn on it and, like... I wouldn't have drawn card. on it, but... Like, I would have forgotten about it, used it as a scrap piece of paper. Yeah, no, I wouldn't have done that. I would have just, like, been like, whoops, it got lost. But yeah, I'm just like, maybe you don't. He places the envelopes in his bag along with Godzilla. 
fucking idiot and takes him to the mailbox. He gets there and one of the letters is chewed up, so he holds onto it and sends the rest away. Parker heads to Cindy's house and tells her his problem with Godzilla, nibbling all that shit. And this is how the chapter ends. Uh, Go ahead and read uh, page 31, Stan, starting with I'm Afraid and read to the end. So, page 31 with I'm Afraid Godzilla. I'm afraid Godzilla will be stewed for dinner if Mom and Dad find out he ate the check inside the envelope, I told Cindy. What are you going to do? Cindy asked. Are you going to tell them? I thought about it. I remembered what Dad always said when he wanted us to know life was not about to end. Is anybody bleeding? I asked Cindy. She shook her head. Is anyone dying? I asked. She shook her head again. I tore what was left of the envelope into tiny pieces, then I flushed them down the toilet. Fucking idiot. Just tell your parents... The truth! Well, Tell her the truth! Part of me goes, like, you could even say, hey, it fell down, like, the sewer gr- Like, I tripped and it fell on the sewer grid or some shit. No, that's even worse. Yeah. Because you're a fucking idiot. But either Chapter way... Chapter 6, The I, Guinea Pig That Ate New York. I'm saying still let them know that the check got lost. Chapter 6, The Guinea Pig That Ate New York. Parker had a plan. He plans on not letting Godzilla eat any more paper. Real genius idea, Einstein. But the plan doesn't work that well since he keeps being an idiot and takes him with him in his backpack. And he always has his finished homework in there. So the bastard eats it. Even when he puts it inside a paper bag, Godzilla eats both. And even if he puts it in a plastic bag, Godzilla eats it. Which, holy shit, he needs to take this fucker to a vet if it ate plastic. Yeah, I'm like, this poor thing has probably like an impacted colon or some shit. Yeah. Parker had to miss three recesses because of the gluttonous Godzilla. On Saturday, Parker and Godzilla were chilling watching cartoons while Mom looks at re- looks at recipes in a cookbook and writes down everything she needs from the store. Mom tells Parker to make his bed. Uh, she finishes the list and he leaves it on the ta- and she leaves it on the table and goes outside to help Dad with outside chores. Parker then puts up puts Godzilla on the table while he pours himself a bowl of cereal with chocolate milk. Okay, Sam. Did you ever pour chocolate milk with your cereal, or were you a normal person? I never did, partially, because we never had, like, separate chocolate milk. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not doing all that. Right? It feels like a little bit, like, just have chocolate milk by itself, or just have your Cocoa Puffs or whatever the fuck it is, and have your chocolatey milk. Yeah, that's that's basically my thought. And again, we never bought, like, the jug of chocolate milk. Yeah. Because my parents were like, we're not getting you a jug of chocolate milk. You can make chocolate milk. It's easy. Yeah, here you go. Here you go, fatso. There's Hershey's syrup, there's milk. Figure it fucking out. He only leaves Godzilla there for a moment, but the bastard still eats the list. Godzilla does, or Parker does the, <laughs> Parker does the responsible thing and makes a new list and shoves it in her purse. He then scoops up Godzilla and heads over to Cindy's because they plan on making a cardboard fort. They played with Godzilla and had him pretend to be the real Godzilla. The time passes and Parker heads home and enters the back door. His parents are waiting there angrily. They demand to know what the fuck this shit is. And Parker is like, it's a list. And he admits that Godzilla ate the original and that he replaced it. And Sam, can you read the grocery list for us on page 40? It's, uh, it's, it's, uh, I also it? want to point out when you said 64 pages, the pictures are a full page. Yes. Yes, they are. Mom looked at the list I had made. She started reading hot dogs, pizza, potato chips, candy bars. She said each thing like it was a question. She acted as if she was going to read the rest of the list, but then just took a deep breath. You and Godzilla are grounded. I've never been grounded before. I had to spend the rest of the weekend in my room. Godzilla was not allowed out of his aquarium. I knew we were in trouble. Big trouble. 
Uh, I, I just need you to read the grocery list, but thank you for finishing up my notes for me. For some art corner, the art is nothing special. It's just Godzilla being cute while the kids look generic and excited. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing Which special I mean, on this I one. I get that part. Like Chapter 7, Trouble with a capital T. The weekend wasn't too bad. Margaret couldn't bug him and his mom wasn't too mad past Sunday. That Monday, Parker goes to school and some shit about spelling and reading class. This fucking chapter's fucking boring. Uh, I literally put some shit about reading and spelling class. When science comes around, Parker goes and grabs his homework from his bag and discovers once again that bastard Godzilla ate it. No recess again! Dave. That recess, Parker rewrites his science report on guinea pigs and Mr. Morris says he's worried about Parker and that his grades are slipping. Mr. Morris doesn't want to hear any more stories about Godzilla eating his homework. Recess ends and Cindy says their soccer team needs Parker back. And uh, whose whose, uh, Fs are going to mean his grave. But Parker says he won't be killed, but Godzilla will. And the picture on this chapter looks like a cheap pencil drawing in the vein of the Take On Me video of Mr. (laughs) Morris creeping behind a nervous Parker... Well, Cindy, looking kind of like Noelia, gives him a what's your deal? And Parker is like, I felt something hard touch the back of my neck. <laughs> I'm sorry for our next door neighbors. Chapter 8. Saved by the bell. Because I'm saved by the bell. Zach Morris is trash. No one asked you. He is trash. The next week, Idiot finally got the idea of not having homework and Godzilla in his bag at the same time. But one day he forgets to put it in his bag and misses recess again. That night, it's Parker's turn to wash dishes while Mom dries them and Margaret watches television. Margaret bitches and moans that the cable is out and that she's going to miss her favorite show. Mom calls the cable company and they inform her they never got paid. Margaret bitches about it and says that it's the most important bill to pay and how could she have forgotten? God, it's it's almost like electricity. Isn't the most important or fucking Mom mortgage. says she did and that Parker mailed it that week. Parker lies and says that he definitely sent out all the letters. Uh, before before Mom could question him more, a phone call comes up and it seems like an important call. So Parker tries to stealthily escape this situation. But before he can make it to the hallway, his father blocks his way. His dad is holding a gobbled up cash, cash, dollar bill, bill. With a large number on it, and in the other hand was Godzilla. The picture on this chapter is a clearly guilty piece of shit with hands partly in a high, uh, partly in his pocket. While his mom questions whether she should beat her child with his phone in her hand. Use the rodent. That that would be the dad, not the mom. Just saying, use the rodent to beat the child. Okay, Sam. Chapter nine. Big trouble. It's a hundred dollar bill. Parker, being an idiot, let Godzilla play on his dad's desk while he looked for something. I, I will say, like, in his defense, I'm not defending him, like, that much. But I'm like, I would have done a dumb shit thing like that. <laughs> you would have. But I also didn't have a rodent, so. Mom chimes in and says it was Mr. Morris on the phone, and he w- and wants to know why Parker hasn't been turning in his homework. His explanation? Godzilla ate it! Mom then puts two and two together and says Parker didn't mail the cable bill, and Parker says Godzilla ate it. Margaret has teenage rage, and she's gonna kill that rat. She charges at it, but Dad holds the guinea pig up out of reach. Parker says it's not Godzilla's fault. He needs to chew on stuff because it helps his teeth. And we have to read this next part because it's 
fucking ridiculous. So please read page uh, page 58 and the rest of the chapter, Sam. Godzilla chews, Dad said. And since you can't keep him from doing it, you'll have to return him to the wagging tail pet store. Don't make me take him back. I'll make him stop. I said it like I meant it, but I knew it was a lie. So did Margaret. Don't listen to him, she told Mom and Dad. That guinea pig is a nuisance. Then she reached for Godzilla again. She ain't wrong. I ran across the room and tackled Margaret around the ankles. Dad jumped back and stumbled on the on a kitchen chair. Mom tried to keep Dad from falling. Godzilla squeaked. That was when the phone rang. I grabbed for the phone. I hoped it was the police so I could tell them to come right away and save Godzilla. That fucking part. It wasn't the police. It was Mr. Morris. He had a plan. The part with the fucking police shit. That just made me fucking laugh. Okay, the picture on this chapter is of a disembodied arm holding Godzilla while Parker and Margaret try reaching for it like animals. Very poor Godzilla's just like... Like, the one thing that I think of with this, of like the, I can make him stop. Yeah. Is like... I can change him! I can change him! Yeah, basically... Well, and I've been watching like weird parenting TikToks because I'm on that side of TikTok for whatever reason. Bitch, you on all TikTok. But one of the things they talk... you basic bitch. One of the things they talked about is like managing expectations... Like, if you're mad about a kid, like, knocking over a cup, yeah. why did you leave it where the two-year-old could easily reach it and, like, knock it over? That's fair. It's kind of that, man- like, why do you leave your papers where Godzilla can get to it kind of thing? If you know what the outcome is going to be. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Chapter 10, Mr. Morris's plan. Uh, it's to shove it up his ass. No. Damn. Uh, the next day, Parker arrives to class early. Mr. Morris comes on this and hands him his math homework. From a previous day that has many errors. We find out that Mr. Morris' plans, plan was to keep Godzilla as a second grade pet. That's it. That's the fucking book. Yeah. The final picture has some of the worst perspective I've seen in a long time. Because it makes Godzilla look fucking huge compared to fucking Parker. So, yeah, that that was the book. Yeah. Very short, very easy, very simple. Uh, I mean, I want... Like, it's, it's not... It's not like I hated this book. I can't say I hated this book. I think it's one of those, for like a second grader, Yeah, it would be fine. Yeah, it's fine for a second grader. But this like... like but, <sighs> but like, would we read an actual like chapter book? Like, it's usually not this fucking stupid. Like, Animorphs I can still enjoy as an adult. Yeah, I mean, Animorphs is easily enjoyable as an adult. And even Godzilla. Goosebumps and fucking Bone Chillers is enjoyable. Yeah. But this, I'm like... This is baby shit. Like, I want to give this to, like, my nephew maybe in a late, like, year or so. This is for, like, diaper babies. Don't pat me. This is for diaper babies. Not quite diaper babies. Diaper babies. Not, like, pull-ups. Like, two... Second graders are diaper babies to me. Okay, honey. Like, yeah, it's... I mean, it's perfect for a second grader. Yeah. But, like... This for, is some shit. Yeah, I was gonna say, for anyone above that, I wouldn't necessarily... Like, it had no fucking purpose! Like, that's a problem. It teach him responsibility. Yeah, fucking Parker didn't learn anything about responsibility. Godzilla's a goddamn glutton, and Martha Thorne Jones is better off writing Bailey School Kids books. Yeah, because at least with, like... And you know what? This wasn't, like, one of the books, like, she wrote beforehand. This was, like, at, like almost after, like, the last of that series was over. I wonder if it was just a I need a couple of books kind of thing, and they want... Probably. Or, or I have a contract for X amount of books, so I need... Maybe. I mean, it's, it's from the Little Apple series, which is Scholastic, like, Junior, pretty much. Yeah. Basic so. bitch baby book. God. But, well, and it's one of those, I don't even blame Godzilla to an extent, because it's one of those, again... Godzilla's a bitch. Like, that's what they do. It's all about though. King Kong. 
But that's what like guinea pigs do. It is true. They, they eat paper. Like it's one it, of those... it is the kid's fault. I, I'm not yeah. gonna. I'm not blaming Godzilla. It's the fucking kid. But Godzilla can stop being a goddamn glutton. I'm also like, my other thought is like, what about the parents? Of like, I get the kid should be responsible for him mostly. Yeah. But the parents should still be watching him and being like, hey, maybe don't let him on. Also, the on my teacher. Can we desk. can we just say the teacher for not calling him them after the first fucking like. The excuse of Godzilla ate my homework the first time around should have been an immediate call home of, like, is this for real? Like, am I fucking, like, crazy here? Why did your son say Godzilla ate my goddamn homework? Yeah. Be like, because usually, like, storytelling can be a big red flag for one thing. Yeah. Or sometimes they can just be kids that just say shit. Yeah. But either way, it's still one Godzilla of those, like... ate my homework is a nice way of saying my dad beat me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was about to say, I, I I wasn't impressed with this book, but you know yeah. what? I'm glad we got it out of the way, though. It's a very, I'd, I'd say it's kind of, for lack of a better term, a mid-tier kid's book. Definitely mid-tier. Like, I could it, give this to a kid, and they might, you know, I could, I think it's a toss of a coin if the kid would like it or not. Because there's nothing, like, interesting, like, okay, yeah, there's a guinea pig, but I feel like if I were a kid, I'd be like, okay, why is he letting him be in the backpack? Like, he yeah. had a carrying cage at the beginning of the goddamn book. Why didn't he keep yeah. it to carry around fucking Godzilla? You're not wrong. I know I'm not but, wrong. Yeah, I'm in the same boat of, like, why? Fucking, it, it's just infuriating. It's just, well, like, what the and fuck? And my thought is, like, guinea pigs are lazy fuckers for the most part. Like, they don't yeah. really want to necessarily, like, walk around or be carried around. <laughs> I mean, they don't mind being carried too much. But, but it's like, one of those, like, they're not, like... They're very chill animals. Like, yeah. from the ones I had as a kid. Which, yeah, don't don't give your kid guinea pigs. I'm just gonna say that. Guinea pigs are terrible pets. Like, they're annoying. I know, I know it's like, oh, Chris is bashing animals. No, guinea pigs are just fucking annoying. Where they're like, wee, 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 wee. Like, that weeing shit, that fucking sh- whatever that's called, is annoying as fuck. Yeah, because they do it a lot. That's why I don't won't let Sam get a guinea pig, unless it's hairless, so I can call him Scrotes McGee. <laughs> I'm going to say, I do lo- they look like mini hippos. They do like a little mini hippo. They also look like Scrotes. If, it, if it's a girl, you can name it Gloria. Okay. <laughs> and I can, say, I can sing that one song. I like them big. I like them chunky. Yeah, you can sing that all you want. But, uh, yeah, no, no. Like... I was about to say, guinea pigs are just annoying yeah. pets. Like, I'm not a big fan of them. I'd rather get rats again. Yeah, I'd re- rather get a rat. I'd, I'd let you have a fucking hamster gerbil before a fucking guinea pig. Yeah. Hamster gerbils are really cute. They are cute. They're adorable. They're great animals. Yeah. You can poke them with a stick and they go, <laughs> or they shove the stick in their mouth. Like a hamster would. Yeah. It would. <laughs> What's that one joke of it was it? She says it's her first time, and then it's like the gif of like the hamster like deep throating a carrot. It was also the it was a water thing. Oh yeah, that's right, the water thing. Yeah, and it's like starts drinking, and then just gulp. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's also funny. the hamster banana meme. Oh yeah, always a good one. Yeah, always a classic. Yeah. So next time we're gonna be going into spooking of which territory. I will be releasing the, what's it called, the Spooking of Witches, um, what's it called, book, book, uh, Drunken Book Club book choice, probably after this episode's out, so ex- expect it after this episode's out, because it's, you know, it's still, it's, I mean, it's barely the beginning of September when we're recording this. This is literally being recorded and being the released the week of. Yeah. That's what I say, so I can't, I can't do, say much else. So, there's, there's that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sam, what's, uh, 
I'm trying to... Oh, God, what, what else do we have to say about this? Um, out of five stars, what would you give this? So, for a kid's book, like, specifically for, like, a kid? Yeah. I give it, like, a three star. It's fine. It's not offensive. A two and a half. If it's for a kid... If it's a, if we're talking about a kid's book, like, it's straight down the middle. Two and a half for me. But That's three, fair. I can get three. But, yeah, it's still one of those, like, I'm not going to give it a high score. It's not a great book. It's not something I'm like, you have to read this. But as a as an adult with a critical mind and knowing if a kid reads this, they could be fucking idiot. I give it a one. Yeah, I'm kind of in the I'm in the same boat. I'm like, as an adult, it's much lower. Cause... Like, if it wasn't so easy to fucking read and take notes of, I probably would give this like a half star. But it was fast and it, at least it was only sixty four pages. And it didn't trigger my skin like reaction thing. Yeah, at least it didn't make you itchy. Yeah. Itchy Tasty. Didn't, didn't no, trigger no, no, no. my phobia with Ooh, Itchy stuff. Tasty. That's my next song I'm going to write. Itchy Tasty. So, you know, there's that. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm, it's not one that I would go out of my way to recommend to anybody. Yeah, no. Is there any good movies with guinea pigs in it? Um. I'm trying to think, like. Didn't Flubber have a guinea pig in it? Uh, no. I don't, I watched some of Flubber and then I got bored. Because it's, it's really fucking boring. Oh no, it was uh, Dr. Doolittle. Dr. Doolittle. The fat little guinea pig. And it had like the fake like googly eye thing at one point when like he sucks a, sticks like a thermometer up its ass or something. No, that's... The, oh yeah, that's Dr. Doolittle. You're right. Yeah. I was thinking of Nutty Professor with the fat guinea pigs. So two Eddie Murphy movies. <laughs> As, hey, you know what? I say they're both really good movies to watch if you want guinea pig stuff. I have not seen Nutty Professor. I love Nutty Professor. I think it's a really good movie. I say it stands the test of time. Though some of the fat phobia is kind of bad, but it's not all around bad. Like, You're saying Dr. Doolittle is just, just it, fun. Yeah, it's just fun. I love Dr. Doolittle. Yeah. I rewatched it and I was like, this is actually still really funny. But, uh, so we're, I guess that's the end of the episode, right? I mean, there's yeah. not much else to say about this book. It was... It was really short. Mm. Very short, very straight and narrow. Again, it's one of those, the one thing I did like is it was a very easy read. Yeah. If nothing else, like, it, it was easy. <laughs> yeah, I guess if I'm going to say what's going to be on the next uh, poll, I think, I think I'm going to do one Goosebumps, one Dead Time Story, one Bone Chillers. I think I'm just going to do one of each kind of thing and just... Let the people decide what we should read, and then I'm gonna have the a poll for the let's the next let's read because I want to do a give yourself goosebumps. So I'm gonna have three give yourself goosebumps for the next let's read, and that's the uh, and that's all she wrote I guess on that. Yeah. So if you want to be able to participate in these polls, they go on for a week. Join the po- just follow us on Twitter at sow underscore podcast on twitter it's well worth the time it's a fun time i've also been i've been doing a little choose your own adventure called well it originally was i was a teenage wear lemur but now we're in the territory of i dated a teenage wear lemur and if you're interested in learning about like the why i came up with this idea i did a bonus episode on the patreon about it so you can listen to it there and even listen to like what the other ideas i had and what they would have led to those certain paths because yeah i don't know i kind of want to make this into a whole book because it's kind of fun it's very charming it's very stupid like just do a a a fun little give yourself goosebumps style book you know choose your own adventure well yeah but no i mean give yourself goosebumps yeah i mean they're both copyrighted i can't use either uh terror twist no 
Uh, that, that just makes me think of twist a plot. But uh, but you can also follow the podcast on uh, YouTube for the speaking of which pay uh, speaking of which YouTube page. For some goddamn reason, the 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 Goosebumps retrospective video has gotten like almost two thousand views, and it's been getting a lot of comments recently. I think people are getting like in the mood for uh, Goosebumps for Halloween time, so they've been rewatching that, giving me comments, telling me what I may have missed. So I might do like a update on the video of like maybe like a separate video of just like some stuff I may or may not have missed thanks to commenters, and you might get reference. So hey, that's cool, right? And then, if you want to follow us on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash speaking of which podcast. Simple as that. And you can follow me at the underscore group on Twitter and Instagram. Sam? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Berserker Rose. And don't forget, if you want those extra votes, because the polls also go on at our Patreon uh, for the choosing our books, you get double votes technically by doing this. If you follow the SOW and the Patreon, you get double votes right there. I mean, that's just fair to say. Uh, and, and just, it's a dollar to join our Patreon. It's every, you get all the content for a dollar. It's at the beginning. You heard of this already. So, hey, thanks for joining. And, hey, guys, thanks for all the support you give us. And later on. Thank you. I got a gun on my side. I got my reasons. My reasons why I got a mind. She can read. I got the bullets to make you bleed.